This month's Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, Stanton Valentino, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Matthew Amerson, Trey Barrera, Conrad, Luke and Sarah, David Malfara, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog and a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Joe Velez, Abby Vollmer, Valerie, Aaron Layton, John Collins, Sun Loving Mortal, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. Welcome back. My name is Chris. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. This time, we're covering another patron-mandated movie. Thanks to their subscription to patreon.com slash streaming things, they are allowed to obligate us to watch a movie and cover it on the show. Little did they know, we love doing this. Yeah, we love it. So far, all the movies have been a gas to watch. Bangers. Who chose this week's uh, episode? This week, we have a film submitted by a longtime patron, Crystal Trujillo. Crystal. And they nominated Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood. In tights. It's from 2018, starring Taron Egerton and (laughs) Jamie Foxx. No, Chris, no. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not that Robin Hood. No. Robin Hood from 2010, starring Russell Crowe and Mm -hmm. Kate Blanchett, directed by Mm -hmm. Ridley Scott. No, no, Chris, not that Robin Hood. I know. So sorry. Robin Hood from 1991, starring Kevin Costner and Morgan Freeman. Such a good movie that I just watched. You're close. Sir, but no, still not not there. Okay, no. my bad. This, this one makes one, fun of that one a lot. Oh, so it must be Robin Hood from 1973. Actually, a fox. It's really clever how they did this. Uh, animated, directed by Wolfgang Reitherman and David. Mm, somehow you've gotten further away from the truth. <laughs> oh, no. Somehow. Palpatine returned. Well, my notes are going to be weird then. Oh, did we watch the raw? Did we watch the same movie? Oh, 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 I know. I know. It's Robin Hood men in tights from 1993. That's what we're talking about. This directed by Mel Brooks, the legend himself. Absolutely. Are you a Mel Brooks fan? Would you say Steve Brooks fan? I bet I know what your favorite Mel Brooks movie is. Lay it on me. Spaceballs. You are correct. That is a damn good one. <laughs> but we're calming f- the desert. My f- <laughs> we ain't found shit. Uh, but my favorite musical is a Mel Brooks musical. Young Frankenstein? The Producers. The Producers. Yes. He sings in a little bit of all of his movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Blazing Saddles? Fan? Uh, I think so. I haven't seen Blazing Saddles since I was a wee tot. I'm probably too young to watch it, I Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's a Richard Pryor film after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mel Brooks, allegedly. Did you watch The History of the World Part One? A uh, long time ago, yeah. That's One of his earlier the, that, movies. That is in the Blazing Saddles category for me. Um, but also, they've got a History of the World Part Two out now. That just came out. Yeah, have it you did. seen it? No, no, no. I didn't see Part One. Is it on Hulu? I just saw Blazing <gasps> Saddles for the first time like last year. What? I watched Spaceballs a hundred times as a kid. Oh yeah, I used to have um, that movie memorized back to back. Like I could just recite the whole movie for an hour and a half. And just to shock everyone, to this day, I have not seen Young Frankenstein. Werewolf, Therewolf, one of the best jokes written to, <laughs> written to screen. I love that. <laughs> but I was. What, what are your thoughts on Mel Brooks? I love Mel Brooks. I mean, it's. I, I don't think um, that, that my thoughts on Mel Brooks kind of tie into my thoughts on this movie um, because I did watch Robin Hood Men of Tight Men in Tights 
10, 20 times. Men of tights. Yeah, men of tights. <laughs> we are men. We We're are men, men of, of tights. 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 I, I watched this like 20 times as a kid. It was like always playing on Comedy Central. And so while watching this, I just had this vision of chubby little me uh, playing hooky from school, like, call, you know, telling my mom I was sick and watching Comedy Central all did day. Did you eat another daffodil? Uh, I didn't know that was a dandelion. <laughs> or dandelion, sorry. And I, uh, you know, so I, this was on like and almost in perpetuity, it seems like. And I loved it as a kid. Uh, I do think Mel Brooks is a comedy legend, of course. How could I not? However, um, I, I don't think this movie has aged particularly well. I think there's a lot of like late 80s and ni early 90s references, not just in the humor. Like, of course, it's a little inappropriate, uh, you know, to, to women and, and, and racially and stuff. But I think that's to be expected almost. Right. But I mean, like like the actual jokes and references are often kind of of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so like very referential of if, the pop culture moments yeah, that they found themselves in. If I were to show my son this. Uh, he wouldn't get that. No. And he'd be he's like, like, who's Ethel Merman? And, <laughs> exactly. And then like <laughs> never would, you know? Uh, so it's interesting in that way that it kind of dated itself like that. I did have a good time watching it. I got a lot of good laughs, um, but I did not have as good but, a time as I thought I would. But that's something that I think all spoof movies like this do. They're always just chock full to the brim with pop culture moments of the time. That that's maybe, very true. That won't age well, but they are like little tap ca uh, time capsules of that era. Yeah. Which I'm glad they exist because sometimes like they'll say a joke and in this movie there's a couple times where they're they're making a a, a culturally relevant joke of that time and I have to I sit back I'm like wait yes that is a thing what is that I can't quite connect the dots because I was so little when this happened and then I look it up like oh yeah okay I remember that thing now okay um, so in a way I'm happy that it exists but I think you're right if you're going into a cold or if you didn't grow up of the time, it is a movie that a lot of the jokes will go over your head just because you have no touchstone for it. No reference. Yes. Uh, but it was fun watching like, um, you know, David Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, where he's at now. This was his first uh, theatrical debut. Mm -hmm. um, not good. In the, I mean, his acting is very poor, but <laughs> I think a lot of <laughs> people, fun to see him. I think a lot of people in this movie, including Carrie Elwes. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> we, we had I, I can never remember how to say Carrie's we were debating name, how to pronounce it and we were debating it so I went on the Google and was like how do you pronounce that and that is what Google spat out at me Carrie Elwes <laughs> um, I think a lot of people in this movie including Carrie definitely Dave a lot of them are in a way wasted in this movie because I feel like a lot of people are hilarious but they don't get a they don't get to truly shine in their roles as well as I feel like could. I feel like the only person that's given the time and is crushing every joke that they have is Roger Reese, who plays the sheriff of Rottingham. Like that dude is just like. And Tracy Allman, maybe Latrine. Very little time given. But oh, yeah. For the time. Yeah. Latrine, yeah. She crushes that. But I mean, like, I love Carrie Ellis. He's so perfect in this. And just like the small, subtle fit that that like. Errol Flynn-esque bravado of like, hello, or like that. Like, he's so good in that. I love yes. Carrie Elwes. And I just wish he would, he, they were able to let him just kind of do, be that more often. Because when he when they do let him be that, he's hilarious. Uh, which is kind of hard to explain because he's the star. Uh, but I feel like he it's not quite fully, um, the potential isn't fully realized with what he could do. I agree. Uh, like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not here to, to shit on a Mel Brooks movie. I mean, but it's just, there were certain things where I was like, nah, um, Isaac Hayes is in it. Um, I had fond memories of Blinken. 
I will say that. <laughs> like as soon as it, it showed up to him, I pulled up to him when, when they, they moved the castle and he's sitting on the toilet. Um, I like that was what I thought was funniest as a kid when he's like chopping the pit, the wooden pillar to bits and you know, all of the uh, ableist stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a very, it's all ableist jokes, blind jokes. Um, maybe doesn't age well for the time, but if I'm being a hundred percent honest, all of those jerk jokes worked on me. No, they were funny. <laughs> Every time I laughed, and I don't know what that says about, cause it's so dumb. Even like the puns like that. I'm a pun guy. You know this about oh, me. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So, uh, Dave Chappelle as Achu, uh, which is a joke that gets old very fast. Bless you. Uh, but when he says, Hey, Blinken. And then Blinken just goes, Hey, Blinken. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke too. No man. Hey, Lincoln. <laughs> The dumbass shit like that. Uh, I like Broomhilda, who keeps trying to help um, Maid Marian. And the whole shtick is that Maid Marian's actually super horny, right? So there's this extended scene that uh, I love where she's like, No, I could never go any further than a kiss unless we were married. Well, at least in true love, in one true love. Well, at least I like you very much. And or just you're very cute. You know, yeah. like she keeps lowering the standards by which she would have to have to sleep with him. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that, I think is funny. I also think uh, Richard Lewis, who plays Prince John, is also a lot of fun. Like he's he's he's. Uh, he's there like, oh, I don't know what we're doing here, guys. Yeah, he's just a- like from New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> like the scene where he's like hiding under like a board during the whole fight scene. He, like he's very good at being. And then the, the the ongoing joke of his mole moving on his face in between scenes. Which was a riff really on funny. the mole on um, Alan Rickman's face. Yeah. In from, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. So this movie is constantly making fun of that film in particular, which deserves. But that movie's dope. Can we be honest? We can be honest. Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is great. And I wish, I, I like the Ridley Scott version more than most people, but I feel that, I, I think that way about a lot of Ridley Scott movies. Um, you and I both kind of stood up for Last Duel. Last Duel's amazing. Back yeah, in the day. That's a yeah. great movie. I know Andy hated it, but and it did horribly at the box office. But um, So I'm being distracted right now, and it gives me an opportunity to be uh, grossly honest. Ooh. Uh, when I was watching this movie, I, I had another core memory, and that is the... Uh, awakening of my uh sexuality by one uh, amy yazbeck uh really <laughs> when she stands up i mean i was i don't know how old i was you know like 10 or so at the most uh but From like the bath scene yeah when she, she's singing in the bath yeah and stands up yeah like wow <laughs> it, it does kind of come it, out of nowhere. It took me aback watching it yesterday as an adult you yeah know? she's singing this really corny song in a bathtub and yeah. it's, it's kind of the reason adorable. I thought of that is IMDB plays random scenes and my page and I just look down and it's just her covered in soap suds in the chastity belt with her hair covering her breasts. Yeah. While I was trying to t- t- talk about Alan Rickman <laughs> and I was like, duh, 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 duh. You know. ellipses, 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 <laughs> loading. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, Tracy Allman, by the way, uh, big, really good friends and works very closely with Mel Brooks. Uh, but you may remember the Tracy Allman show, uh, Steve, mm-hmm. from the early 90s. But that is actually the birthplace of the show called The Simpsons. It was actually a short yeah, sketch, yeah. a very short sketch that got kind of spun off into one of the longest running shows of all time. thought that was interesting to think about. That's what I was thinking about when I was watching Latrine, formerly known as Shithouse. 
Yeah, that's another one of the jokes. That was a good joke. Yeah, <laughs> you changed your name to Latrine. It was shit house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Oh, okay, that is a better sounding name, I guess. <laughs> but there's some other like great cameos in this. Like Patrick Stewart pops up. I knew you'd love that. King, uh, like literally before I started watching Robin Hood Men in Tights, I watched the first episode of Picard season three. Uh, I watched, so I watched that and immediately started watching this. Forgot Patrick Stewart was in this. And when he like shambles up at the end, I'm like, oh, Captain Picard, <laughs> what are you doing? Beam me up. <laughs> Beam me up, daddy. <laughs> but yeah, we get a great, I, I love the scene with Dom DeLuise, um, who plays Don Giovanni. Yeah. I think that's a fun. That's a very extended scene. <laughs> it goes on a bit too long, but, yeah, it's, but very it's like funny. an act. Yeah. Uh, but as a, and that's when I like stopped taking notes because I was like, what do I even say? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like five sections of bits yeah, and then it's over, you know, but, um, I'm a huge Godfather fan. So when he's quoting Luca Brasi, uh, and he's doing a very good Marlon Brando. Yeah. Impression. Not going to lie for half a second. My, when he first shows up, I'm like, how did they get Brando? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's killing it. He starts quoting that other Brando movie on the waterfront. I could have been a contender. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny shit to me. You yeah. know, I really like that. But the Luca Brasi stuff was so funny on this, the day of your daughter's wedding and let it be a masculine child. And, you know, that's almost word for word. Uh, one of the opening scenes of the original Godfather and I'm a huge fan. So I was I was tickled. We also, the, England has always been a good friend to Jersey. Uh, yeah. But why have you not? <laughs> why have you not come over for a cannoli? Yeah. <laughs> so, I liked it. Uh, we also get a, a nice little cameo at the end by uh, Dick Van Patten um, as as someone who you you like a space ball. I love a space uh, ball. He was the king in space balls. We should have just watched space balls. Uh, we should have. There, there's actually a joke in space balls that um, you know how when you're younger, you watch movies and like jokes will go over your head because you're a child. You don't you don't get like sexual humor. Right. Right. So I used to watch space balls all the time as a kid. Again, like I said, I could quote it word for word. And I often did this scene. And then when I was like 17 or 18, I watched Spaceballs again. And there's a joke in Spaceballs where uh, they meet. It, it's a couple uh, women that like Rick Moranis and uh, Colonel Sanders are attracted to. And Colonel uh, Rick Moranis just leans over to Colonel Sanders and goes, I bet she gives great helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, ha, ha, ha. Like, yeah, yeah. As a kid, like, ha, ha, I don't know what that means. That's I don't weird. get it. That's a weird thing to say. But as eight, when I was 18 years old, like I had like the dolly zoom effect, like on my face, like, oh, I get it. That's a dirty thing. He meant head. Like when, uh, when Blinken can't find Robin of Loxley and he finds the statue with the breasts and he's, oh, they took your arms. And he's like, oh. Great boobs, though. You know, yeah. got some great boobs, though. So dumb, but I love it so much. Everything with Blinken works for me. I have to say, I know there's some like ableist jokes that maybe aren't the best, but they're so dumb and silly. And I like silly humor. You know, there's also one that has nothing to do with him being blind. Probably the only joke, and uh, it's when he first, right after the boob scene. When he says, your father told me to give you like that whole scene. I love. So it's my type of humor. 
Because he's like, your father passed away, and, and my mother, and, and then all the way down, <laughs> and my goldfish, Goldie, uh, ate by the cat, and my cat choked on the goldfish. Choked on the goldfish. But, <laughs> but isn't it good to be home? But right after that, he says, your father told me to give you something. He said, it's the key to the greatest treasure in all the land. And Robin, after he's told him his entire family's dead, right? And he's just staring longingly at this last remnant of his family. And then Blinken goes, can I keep it? <laughs> like, you- it's so dumb. I love no, it. No blinking, you may not. <laughs> I think I should honor my father's wishes in this. Yes. Yeah, that's the point. We've, we've also been told by uh, many folks across the pond that we have a spot-on English accent. Uh, spot-on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the opposite. I can't remember. I love uh, Amy Yazbek's... Um, Chastity belt? Uh, yes. But also, but also her um, her so British besides. accent. Oh. She's, she's doing a very uh, Queen of England... Like salutations, like like it's a very uh, what's um what's that fam- what's their family called the the royal family like their actual <laughs> Windsor Windsor, Windsor. Yeah. the Duchess of Windsor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't know why my brain just vacated that word. I, I just thought of uh, Jack Black. To Tenacious D, and one in the middle of one of his songs for no reason, he goes, "The Buttress of Windsor." The buttress of Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> you don't always have to fuck her hard. That's that song. It's, it's, uh, dude, sing it for me. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to make some love. And fucking give us some smooches too. Ooh, we're getting smooches. Sometimes you've got to squeeze. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to say please. Second verse. Sometimes you've got to say, hey, I'm going to fuck you softly. Oh, softly. Okay. I'm going to screw you oh. gently. Oh, gently. Okay. Step back in. <laughs> you actually know this song, right? I actually don't. Really? I'm kind of, um, what's their band? Tenacious D. I'm kind of Tenacious D illiterate. Oh, okay. I only know like. Tribute. I don't even know tribute. I know the ones that run like Guitar Hero. Oh, so like tribute's probably their biggest hit. The metal. Hit. You can't kill the metal. So tri- oh, that's that's the Pick of Destiny stuff, probably. Yeah. We are digressing now, but it's a Mel Brooks movie, right? This is yeah. he would love it. He would this, appreciate it. These are the cultural touchstones that we are using. So in you know thirty years, when people listen to this episode, they're like, I don't know what Tenacious D is. I can't believe you let me sing three bars of "Fuck Her Gently" and you had never even heard it. <laughs> I, hey, I just wanted to see where that went. You had me at gently. It gets worse. <laughs> oh, does I was, it? I was going to go there. No wonder you were letting me sing it. You didn't know what it said. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Maybe if I knew, I would have pivoted. Anyhoozle. Yeah, that's always that's what that word was invented for. Um, I yeah. I, I mean, ultimately, I had a great time, and I've I've seen. Uh, I actually laughed because of TikTok when he dropped the six. And the first time we see him use a bow, it's when he's rescuing a chew. And he drops six arrows and knocks them and looses them, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a guy on TikTok that like shoots arrows and always takes r- ridiculous archery stuff from movies and TV and tries to replicate it to see, is this actually possible? He did successfully shoot six arrows, um, but he's like, it's not practical. I mean, knocking them is ridiculous, yeah. uh, but he was able to shoot them and have them all hit a target. But, but not he wouldn't accurately. be able to accurately no. like pin someone to a tree with all the arrows just no. hitting their clothing. But the fact that he got them to shoot and stick in a target. That is pretty impressive. Was impressive. Yeah. But he and took him. He's like, if you can knock an, an arrow and hit a tree, you've impressed me. Indeed. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, fucking Katniss Everdeen over here. 
the dumbest little things in this movie are what actually like some of the jokes just do not land at all, but it's mm-hmm. the like little things that make me die laughing. Um, like when they're training all of the villagers, for instance, and it's the third guy, you know, it, it has this like short tracking montage of them failing to draw a bow correctly. Like one guy shoots a guy behind him and like, that's yeah. the punchline. I didn't laugh. Ah. But what I did laugh at was the third guy that like draws it so far. <laughs> like Ben. And then he like looks back at it like, wait a second. Like, That's ain't right. Just his face. It's yeah. really well done, like physical comedy. Um, little dumb shit like that. And that like your favorite scene, Steve, right shortly thereafter, right? The men in tights uh, oh, dance yeah. number. So uh, as I mentioned before, I'm a huge fan of the the Broadway show, The Producers. Yes. Um, it's a way better musical than That was one movie. of his first successes, right? Mel Brooks. The movie? Yeah, I think it was one of his earliest things on IMDb. Well, the the movie isn't great. I actually don't like the original movie because it's not a musical. It's just right. what it is. But the musical, the Broadway play that came out with like Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. that is legit hilarious. I, I love that play so much. Um, and so when they did the Men in Tights musical number in this movie, it just made me wish like, I wish this movie was a musical like the whole way through. There are like two musical numbers in it. Um, the men in tight song is funny. It's choreographed in a very funny way with like blinking, like hitting little John all the time. And they're doing the little, like manly men and like doing little like sachets and stuff like it's really well done. I wish there was more of that. Cause like you said, there are, um, some sequences that go on way too long. There are some jokes that don't land. But I think if they had a musical number in some of these scenes, they would go, they would play better cause they kind of accentuates the silliness that is happening because it's all silly and they're all having fun. And somehow these type of uh, musical numbers that, that uh, Mel Brooks is, is cause Mel B- Brooks is very musically talented and he mm-hmm. can like write to that stuff and his level of humor and style of like slapstick and silly humor, I think translates very well in the music that he writes and comes up with. So like, I wish we're butch. This, we're, we're, we're butch. Like that little period on that song is <laughs> it's so boom, perfect. So good. I, um, later on, they're all dressed in, uh, drag, I guess. Right. Like they're wearing women's clothing to try to sneak into Blinken has like six boobs. Yeah. The archery <laughs> says you look like a Picasso cause his tits are like vertical. Um, <laughs> but like later on when all hell breaks loose, they are like, let's get out of these ladies clothes and get in our tights. Um, it's just kind of a brought back. Like, yeah. The whole shtick of the movie is that it's ridiculous that these people wear tights, I guess, but Men in tights, right? Exactly. But I wish they would have leaned more into the men in tights thing. What do you think about the rap group? I said, hey, hey, nanny, 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 hey, nanny, nanny, nanny. So the hey, nanny, nanny thing, funny. Yeah. Love it. But the overall critique of that rap group is the rap they're singing. Sounds very much like me going, my name is Steve and I'm here to say I'm going to <laughs> rap in a rapping way. Do you think it was um, <laughs> written by Mel Brooks? Yes. The- <laughs> 100%. He did not consult yeah, the, anyone who actually raps. The The people of color all one note, you know, from Mel Brooks's vision, you know, um, and little things I didn't notice as a kid, like the fact that um, Dave Chappelle's Robin Hood cap is that got like a baseball a snap cap, back snapback. buckle on it. Yeah. yeah. Shit like that. And it's like, huh? Yeah. And, um, there, there, I'm not the one to say if it's okay or not. There, I have no idea how Isaac Hayes and Dave Chappelle felt about it, but there are a couple jokes. 
that uh, do not age. Like there are jokes that don't age well because of, you know, the cultural references just don't last or the, that type of humor is just not really funny anymore. There's a couple of jokes that happened where I was like, oh, no. Um, like when the, the stand of people start doing the chop. Which is, oh yes, yeah, like that's like oh gosh, no, yeah, that's that was, bad. That was kind of the biggest one, I think. Yeah, that was the one that made me audibly gasp. But then also when um, Mel Brooks is is saying he he's meaning to say the f word, uh, referring to gay people, uh, but he's like making it a a, f- a silly Jewish word, mm-hmm. like a nonsensical word. But he's like, is it not a real Jewish word though? It could be. I'm not Jewish, but I. But the way, but he's. It's the implication is that it's the, yeah, the, the root F-slur. of the word is that f slur, and it's always like you guys gay, and they're like, oh no, we're not gay. We just like tights. Like that's always the joke, and it's kind of like, ah, come on, we don't need that. Yeah, but, that's fair. Uh, Drinking the sacramental wine, the sacramental wine. Yeah, I, I'm all about that. Let's party, fellas. Let's let's bless these trees. Let's bless the those let's rocks. Bless, the rocks. bless them all. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, like it, it is a good time, and I had yeah. a lot of good memories watching it. It just you always have to watch movies of this it's time not even, in that lens. Yeah, I mean, it's not even the movie's fault. For like, no, almost no comedies age incredible. You know what I mean? It's right. very rare because you do want to reference the things that are of the time. That's the whole mm-hmm. point of comedy is to to put a lens on society at that moment, right? Yep. And it doesn't always matter because as a kid, I remember watching Saturday Night Live all the time, and I didn't know fucking anything about the world like less than I do now, which is kind of hard to imagine. But like they would, they would make all these like Dan Quayle jokes and um, oh, you don't fuck with Dan jo- Dan Quayle jokes. Ross, uh, who's the billionaire that was Ross Perot. Ross Perot jokes. Can I finish? Can I finish? All that on Nickelodeon had a Ross Perot character. None yeah. of us knew who that was. We just thought that was hilarious. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, can I finish? <laughs> I still to this day don't know. My, Dan Quayle was like the vice president to Bill Clinton or something, right? No, Dan Quayle was the vice president to uh, the first George Bush. Okay. And people made fun of him because he spelled potato wrong. And people were like, oh, he shouldn't be a pr- politician. He can't even spell fucking potato. And <laughs> George Bush Jr. George, yeah, and George, George, George Bush Jr. Yeah, W. W is, uh, uh, yeah. Not famously the smartest guy. I also cannot spell potato. What's that funny? I feel like there is a W in there. Why is that? Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes on this tirade where he says he tries to quote an idiom and he says it completely wrong. And it is so fucking funny. Who, George Bush? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, fool me once. Shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he like kind of keeps going fool with Fool me it. twice. Never fool me again. <laughs> Some shit like that. I fucking love it so much. Oh, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says, fool me once. Shame on shame on you. Fool me. You can't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. my God. Every time, I cannot hear that without dying laughing. Good R- times. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's dead. No, he's not. <sighs> Robin Hood Men in Tights, though. Yeah. Not dead either. No. Carrie Elwes has been in a lot of things recently, including Stranger Things. Yeah. And Twister. Twister, yes, yes. Has Carrie Elwes, like, we have to figure out, like, what actor or actress has been in the most things we've covered. And it might be... Carrie Elwes. One day, we got to figure Bill that Paxton. out. Bill Paxton. Ooh, yeah, Bill Paxton has popped up a lot recently. Like, this month, we've done two Bill Paxton things this month. Yes, Tombstone and... Um, 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 Twister. Twister. But we've also... T- How could you forget... <laughs> 
Well, do you want to start doing the breakdown of Robin Hood Men in Tights as best as we can? Yeah, well, the first scene I really do like. So he's the opening he, credit scene. Well, he gets arrested in the during the Crusades. He's in Jerusalem. Oh, you're doing that opening scene. Oh, you're talking about when they the do extended the little credits. Yeah, so all the men shooting arrows. Yeah, because uh, I, I was writing the oh firing squad titles. These credits are very long. And then we get to and the house finally, burning. Yeah, you get to the joke where it's like, oh, every time they make a, a Robin Hood movie. Our house gets, leave us alone, Mel Brooks. I assume this is how uh, Prince of Thieves credits open or something. Because again. I think you're right. There's like, yeah, there's something similar where there's a fiery arrow being loosened. Because then they're like, fire brigade. <laughs> like an actual fire engine shows up. shows up. Yeah. They get angry at Mel Brooks for, uh, by the way, Mel Brooks always does the camera breaking the fourth wall and breaking the window going through a scene. And that's always a reference to Hitchcock's Psycho when he does that. Um, which I thought was great. Uh, but then we go to the, the rappers and the Hey Nani Nani's and Robin Hood's in Jerusalem. He gets, he gets arrested and put in prison there and he ends up busting out with, uh, a sneeze played by Isaac Hayes. I do have to say the dungeon concierge joke. Very funny. Oh, I love that. The whole idea that the guy keeps coming back in to talk and they have to like keep pretending like they're not in the process of breaking out. Well, not even that dude, but like when they first arrive and it's like, it's almost like, oh yeah, oh we have a table for you. Yes, it's like a like a restaurant almost, and he's like, oh sorry, you're not wearing the proper attire, and then he gets him a fake beard, and like, I I thought that joke was surprisingly mined well because uh, he's like, if you just need anything, just scream out in tortured pain. Yeah, hear someone, ah, oh we're so busy today. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, my favorite part of that was really stupid, but he's walking up uh, over a graded floor and there's all these like desperate hands uh, yeah. reaching up and he like whips them back down. And when they walk away, all the hands pop up with the bird. <laughs> you get some double pickles. Yeah, flipping them off. That's great. It's great. Uh, but yeah, so then he proceeds to bust out with Isaac Hayes and, uh, you know, they all as a rousing scene of them making their escape. Uh, oh, there's another super not okay joke in this scene. Uh, don't you think with the, the jockeys on the camels? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I guess no, I believe that's in reference to a, a, uh, Oh, that a might be a against Arabic term. people. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they just casually threw that in there. Um, the the I I also like the like you talked the the guard that's like, hey this guy is uh he's gonna confess he's gonna sell it as king and he's like oh great, you know prom promotions in order great news brings a promotion and the guy keeps like coming back like I'm so excited, and then when he finally comes back and everyone's disappeared he's like ah I'm fucked <laughs> I'm in deep shit. Do you think that Isaac Hayes, um so this so Isaac Hayes role he plays like you said as these. Uh, Ansees, Asnees, a sneeze, a sneeze. That's right. Because his son um, is a chew. Yeah, bless you. Um, <laughs> do you think that this was a role where they're like, "Hey, we really want Isaac Hayes to be in this movie. We only have Isaac Hayes for a day. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's 100%. write him. Let's write him a different name and just say like his son will be the the character that we actually wanted Isaac Hayes to be the whole time. Because they wanted um, Hulk Hogan to be Little John. You know, Can so there's all these stars Hulk, of the time. Can you imagine Hulk Hogan? I actually Little like Little John as he is a lot. He's yeah, one of my favorite I think characters. He's perfect. Yeah. Like that scene where they're fighting with the sticks and then like it keeps getting smaller and smaller and then he's like hitting his knuckles. He's like, oh. Yeah, he plays him with just enough adorable stupidity. Yeah. 
Whereas if, like it was, if it was Hulk Hogan, it'd be like, let me tell you something, dude. Yeah. These, these sticks are way too small. It's strong. Oh, they're too small, brother. Uh, how about we do, we take this fight outside, Jack, and we go into a steel cage of this Sunday at WrestleMania, dude. They probably would have wrote that joke if he had been cast. He just tears his shirt constantly. That's one of the scenes that I remembered most, though, is when little John's is in that little John's in that puddle and he's like, I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm drowning. He's committed to that bit. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But yeah, a, a, a sneeze tells him like, hey, I'm the father of a chew. We get the first bless you. Bless you. Uh, go to England, your country and look after my son. And then Robin just swims to England, goes into the water, <laughs> which is a funny gag. Where he's like, all right, I'll see you. You're going to lose the tide. Yeah. He just walks out into the water. It's pretty funny. Swims all the way to England, man. It's Robin Hood. Did you like England's Hollywood sign? I did. I did very much, but I didn't understand the rent a rack joke. I didn't either. Obviously, it's a rent-a-horse, but I don't know what a rent-a-rack. I mean, it's maybe some kind of horse reference there, but just admitting my own ignorance whenever possible. Uh, But immediately. Rent-a-rack. Yeah. Uh, Rent-a-wreck is the real company, is a a car rental company. Oh, Rent-a-wreck was a car company. Rent-a-wreck. There we go. It still is, apparently. Wow. Founded in 1970. We use Enterprise. Yeah, that is not a local thing for us. Uh, But then he finds a chew immediately. Upon arrival. Yeah, just, how, or how maybe fortunate is that? It's the first scene we see of him. Maybe he's been traveling for a while. And a Jew's getting beaten. Uh, not a good look. I wish someone would of- get a video of this thing. Definitely a Rodney <laughs> King joke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then pumps up his shoes. Getting deeper in the weeds here. But then they, you know, he rescues him. Robin Hood does his thing. Uh, and Do you know Praying Mantis? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Lee films all the rage at the time. Six arrows shot. We talked about that earlier. Uh, and that's like the big introduction. But then we, he takes him to Loxley Hall. You haven't seen The Last of Us. <laughs> you've seen The Last of Us. Okay, you've seen The Last of Us. We did. We just finished watching yeah. it and covering it on our show. Yeah, go on YouTube or Patreon and It's it Tony time. Oh, you thought I was gone for good? Well, <laughs> sorry. You sons of bitches. <laughs> back. Tony, what do you think about how good of a shot Robin Hood is? Oh, let me tell you what. He's better than old Tony, that's for sure. For That's easily. If I had six arrows, they'd all somehow end up in me. <laughs> Hell yeah. 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 Can't shoot them with a gun. Mm-mm. That's all I have. No. Them in my hands. You my I'd probably just throw them at people. <laughs> Your hands? No, the arrows with my hands. <laughs> I thought you were saying you would throw hands. Catch up, you some bitch. And I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. When we go to Loxley Hall, he's talking, waxing poetically about how this has been in his family for seven generations. Uh, but then the guy is um, moving the house. And this is, you know, it spurs his anger at H- Prince John. HMR Blockhead is taking the <laughs> castle back. Yeah, he owes taxes, right? This is due to Prince John's uh, unlawful taxes that he's levying upon everybody. And that's when we are, of course, uh, introduced to Blinken and that whole thing we talked about earlier. I He's love reading the, the vi- old Playboy. The visual of the castle just being dragged away by the horses is really funny. And then revealing Blinken on the toilet, like reading Braille Playboys. Yes. Ye old Playboy. <laughs> He's a horny guy, that Blinken. And the fact that they're Braille is made specifically for him. <laughs> it's funny. Just titties he can feel up. Yep. Um, he grew some nice boobs. It reminded me of Jurassic Park. When the lawyer is when the boobs are there. No, when the lawyer's sitting on the toilet, when the <laughs> T-Rex knocks the building down. Yeah. Um, it's funny that it, as a kid, even I thought it was hilarious that he like ran away from the kids and went in there and then had to shit. He left us. <laughs> he left us. He, left us. <laughs> he doesn't actually shit though. He's, he's just sitting there. 
He's no pants aren't down. No, he's yeah. he's scared of the T Rex, so he's just hiding out. Yeah, yeah, like taking a, a shit, like a coward, because he's scared the shit and, out and of him. In case he does get the shit scared <laughs> out of him, he's in the perfect place. Yep. And that's when we get the key to the greatest treasure in all the land. Uh, and then we meet briefly the runaway white boy. I forgot about this. Uh, oh, yeah. He runs up screaming. And that's where, how we're introduced to the sheriff of Nottingham. And he's got his, I do like how his band of soldiers is doing his own like theme music as they ride around. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't, I, so I very much um, empathize with the sheriff of Nottingham. Because he does something that I do. He is slightly dyslexic because he keeps saying like his whole shtick about the words being dear to kill a king's dare. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I do that shit all the time. Yes. And so I was like, I see you, King. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> he does that constantly. Whole sentences. It is a running gag. But uh, Robin Hood immediately beats his ass, kind of just cuts a stirrup and which would kill him, uh, sending him galloping back with hitting the top of his head. Watch out for rocks. But uh, summarily defeats him, and he goes running back to Prince John. And then we get a scene meeting uh, Maid Marian. Oh, you're missing the best part. What did I miss? It's when uh, Carrie Elwes is kind of whack when he waxes poetical too long and people get upset with him. That's what that's his it's thing. Like, tell, tell him that I vow to uh, protect the forest. Introduced folk dancing, demand a four-day work week, yeah. and affordable health care for Saxons and nomads. Normans. No, oh, was it Normans? Oh. Yeah. Funny story, because he makes the joke about how he has an English accent, right? Which is a, another jab at the Kevin Costner movie, because Kevin Costner did not have an English accent. And in fact, Prince Richard had a Scottish accent because it was Sean Connery. Yeah. Or not and King so that, Richard, And rather. that's why Patrick Stewart, when he shows up, he has a Scottish accent. Yes. Because they're all making fun of that movie. But... In actuality, it, to, be, if, to be historically accurate, they would all have French accents, likely even Robin Hood, because the French were descended. I mean, the uh, the lords, the, the royalty were were Norman of Norman descent, right? So hmm. French descent. Uh, so there oh, was no. That's what Norman means. There was no. Yeah, Norman D. Norman D. There was no uh, um, English accent as such. It didn't exist yet. So. What you on about then? What you on about then? Are you having a laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Nick Frost. Welcome to the show. You taking the piss? You taking the... Oh, that was Jason Statham, briefly. Oh, my God, I got scared. A little Jason horny. Jason Statham. <laughs> I'm what you call a champagne problem. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. My next note is... Uh, the, the, the kid goes back to screaming, then we get Mary into the tub. Was there a peeping Tom there? Was that a peeping Tom joke? I thought I saw somebody, but it might have just been when the camera... Oh, it was the camera, because the, there's that long establishing shot of the camera going towards the stained glass window. And then it breaks it. It cuts to her singing, and then the camera's breaking through that window like it kept going. Yeah. It okay. is a little bit... The editing is a little too long, because you kind of forget that that was a yeah. camera move. So when it does break through, you're like... Wait, what the fuck? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That was the last shot. Yeah, I must've been taking a note and looked up and was like, was that like a peeping Tom joke? <laughs> no, that um, was, that was the, the Mel Brooks fourth wall breaking camera. And we get, uh, Broomhilda, Broomhilda. played by Ms. Cavanaugh. Is she doing a good German accent? I can't tell. It's not terrible. I mean, it's a good comedy German accent. Okay. You know, I couldn't tell if it was or not. I was debating it. Like I can't, I don't, I don't know if I like this comedy accent or if I don't hate it. Okay. Me personally. Okay. You take it away, man. I'm good. My last note is Broomhilda. That's literally got, your last note? I got lost in the sauce and started okay, laughing. Well, uh, she she wishes for a man Don't judge who me. possesses the key to her <gasps> heart. Uh, meaning 
Her chassis belt, really. Her regime. Uh, but Rottingham meets with uh, Prince John. He says, uh, I've got some bad news, sire. I hate bad news. I hate bad news. Can you please tell me the bad news as if it were good news? <laughs> and then <laughs> he proceeds to tell them about how Robin of Loxley is going to probably rise up and kill him. And But Roger Reese is really going hard on this. He's like, <laughs> you'll never believe this, Robin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He fucking hates you. Yeah. He's, oh, he's coming to kill you. It's going to be great. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you laughing? This isn't funny. He wants to see you hanged. Um, And then we cut to, they say, you know, hey, this is bad news, but hey, Latrine, the creature who protects our future, uh, we can go uh, see what she has to say about our future. And that's when we meet uh, Latrine. Okay, known shit as house. Shit house, played by Tracy Allman. Um. Uh, She's got the hots for the sheriff of Rottingham. Yeah, she, yes, she really wants him. Uh, She says that she will help um, the, the, the king if uh, she can kind of put in a good word for her. And he's kind of like, well, we could get him drunk. Very drunk. Very drunk. Even the cardboard cutout makes a a face. (laughs) Yeah, there's that cutout standee of, of Rottingham. who's like, thank you. Uh, but Robin and his crew, um, with a chew and blinking, they come across a, a man guarding a bridge, and it's it's Little John. Uh, I, I love this exchange because um, Carrie Owens walks up as a kid. Pardon me, sir. Can you um stop? <laughs> like just get go away. And he's like, uh, I can't. Uh, my name is Little John. It's kind of a funny story because in real life, I'm very big. <laughs> <laughs> I love the whole bit too, where they're fighting over this like stream that you can just step over. Yeah. And Dave Chappelle's like, it's not a big deal, man. Look, yeah. I'm over it. I'm on the East bank. I'm on the West bank. <laughs> Is that yeah. a Palestinian joke? Ah, maybe Israeli Palestinian. Maybe joke? we're so dumb. Dumb. We don't even know. I feel like it is. Um, but little John says, Hey, uh, if we don't get no tolls, then we don't eat no rolls, <laughs> which, you know, he's go, not wrong. Go get them rolls. King. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah, do, they have a tiny little stick fight. They, ooh. <laughs> do tell. Stick fight. Tummy sticks. A gentleman's game. <laughs> tummy sticks. Tummy sticks. What about tummy sticks? <laughs> That's when we get the, the little John drowning. And the guy who's playing little John, like we mentioned earlier, he's committing to that bit. Uh, Eric Allen Kramer is his name. What's he in? He was good as little John. I liked him a lot. He's so charming. Um, he's a cutie. He's in, he's in American Wedding as Bear. I've never seen that movie, so I don't, I don't understand that reference. Uh, but he was great. Um, Robin Hood kind of picks him up, and he's like, I'm in your debt. Right. Thank Saved you so his life. much. We also meet uh, Will Scarlett O'Hara. He's from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> he's good with them daggers. So I know there are like 8,000 Robin Hood adaptations in the world. I don't remember the Will character. Like, I know your your little Johns, your... Your sheriff. Well, I guess I don't know. Is there as a Chew? Is Will Scarlett O'Hara? Are these like Robin Hood characters from the story? No, Scarlett O'Hara is from. Um, right, I know what Scarlett O'Hara is from, but is this Will? The the whole the fact that they put Scarlett they tacked Scarlett O'Hara behind a Will makes me wonder: is that a character that's actually from the original Robin Hood that I'm just not thinking of? Who's like deadly with his daggers? So much so that he can buzz saw an arrow that shot. Maybe him. it was like Will Scarlet or something, and they made it Will Scarlet O'Hara from Gone uh, with the Wind. That'd be my guess, but I don't know for sure. Mm, or Will O'Hara. I don't know. Doubtful. 
But I like that the Gone with the Wind joke was funny. Will Scarlet is a prominent member of Robin Hood's Merry Men. There you go. Now it's Will Scarlet O'Hara, a.k.a. the Gone with the Wind reference. Ha ha ha! Clever! Amy Esbeck in the tub just popped up on my computer again. It's not my fault. Uh, Pause for reflection. (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, IMDb. Quit cycling this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Life is all about self-discovery. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process. It never stops, especially because we're always growing. We're changing. Who I am today is different than who I was five years ago. And thank goodness, right? And it takes time, but it also takes effort. We have to put that in ourselves. And we can't always predict the things that are going to change us, alter us. I didn't know I wanted to be a podcaster. I thought I was going to be a rock star for most of my life, most of my early life. That didn't pan out at all. Turns out I was not talented in that way, even a little bit. So we can be delusional too. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, finding these things out about ourselves. What do we care about? What are our values? Because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk through things. Better help. do that? How, what? Why'd you do that, Chris? Well, I don't know. Maybe therapy would help. It's true. It'll get me there. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. How it works? I bet you're wondering. You're probably asking right now. How does it work? How does it work, Chris? That's right. Steve's asking. You how? Can, right there on the internet, online, entirely. You can shop through different therapists that are right for you. You fill out a questionnaire and they match you up with somebody. If you don't like that person or it's just not working out, no, no, no worries. Don't freak out. You you can switch therapists at any time. Okay. And I work in the mental health field. Thousands of people yearly that I speak to that have great experiences with therapy. It's really important that we give people as much access as we can. So discover your potential with better help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash streaming things. So they, they end up going to, um, uh, are, are they at a, are, are they, is this the tournament? Is, where is it? I'm sorry. My notes are a little bad. Oh, no. This is the dinner. So they're at like a banquet hall. Yeah. They're just having a, a party. Yeah. He's just having a party. There's valet um, parking. There's a fun little anti, anti-theft anti horse thing. Remember those anti-theft like boots you would put on your car? They kind of make that yeah, joke the, with a horse. Uh, not the boot, but the- uh, The like rail that you put on your steering wheel. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. What, what would you call that? Maybe it is a boot. Lock? It had a name, a brand name on it. And that's yeah. what we called them. A club. Is it a club? Is it a club? I don't it's remember. It's a club. I didn't have a car. I didn't either. I didn't even have a bike. Not this time. <laughs> uh, but Rat, um, the Rod- Ratty and the and John are bored of the mime. But uh, before the sheriff of Rottingham can have him executed, the 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 king says, uh, "Hey, a mime is a terrible thing to waste." Mm, I love a good <laughs> pun. <laughs> Marianne sits down. Uh, sheriff's trying to put the riz on her. Right? Mm. He's like, "Look at this food you got. You got you got pork. You got pineapples. You got a date. Would you care for a date, madam?" Oh, yes, I, I would. Oh, how about next Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't laugh so hard at it, it would have been a good one. Yeah. You know, I would have, I would have gone on a date with yeah. him if he didn't laugh like I would have chuckled it. Yeah. But uh, Robin arrives. He's got a boar, like a whole ass boar on his shoulders. It's a pig. When he, when he, when he kicks open the doors, he ends up uh, rendering the doorman unconscious, which I thought was a funny joke when the doors swing back and like, mm, they fall over. Uh, but the sheriff of Rottingham challenges him to a duel. 
He uh, takes off his glove and he smacks him across the face as you do to challenge someone to a, a duel. Uh, uh, but Robin uh, reciprocates, but he has a metal, he has a, he has a gleave. Is that what they call a metal glove? Uh, greaves were Greave. like the forearm part. Oh. I think that's a full on gauntlet. Oh, so he just smacks him with a metal gauntlet. Yeah. Have you ever been smacked with a, with a, with a glove? Yeah. As a joke. Did someone Probably from this movie. Probably because of this movie. Yes. Uh, Often with like winter gloves in school as a kid, I would, we would challenge one another to duels that way. Officially, I love I, I love fake challenging people to duels. Yeah, because the there's so much pomp and circumstance. I do it at it. Starbucks if somebody like cuts me in line. Order for Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your gloves. Smack! It's Chris, sir. I challenge you to a duel. We go to Jersey because everything is legal in New Jersey. Uh, that's a Hamilton pun. Um, so uh, eventually, uh, the sheriff is like, "Hey, man, it's finally up to you." And me and my guards because he's a coward. So this starts this whole like fight scene. We get a classic 80s and 90s. Like I think every 80s and 90s comedy at the time had this joke where a fight would break out and then someone there goes, check, please. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Isn't that in every joke? It works here because they don't even exist yet. You know? Yeah. Uh, It's funnier in that context for sure. Please. And he's the king. Is, is Are people giving kings checks? No. He already owns all that. <laughs> yeah, it's his. Theoretically. Um, so they start a fight scene. Robin Hood uh, eventually, like, he tries to do a trick shot on a chandelier, but it falls on himself. Looks like all is lost. But the merry men show up uh, to help Robin out in the fight. And uh, Blinken, there's a wide shot of them all fighting, and Blinken is just... <laughs> hey, and I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> he's not fighting anyone, but he's just throwing his sword around. And yeah. That wide shot cracks me up. Like, I, I'm sorry. That, that, that joke hits every it's time funny. for me. Even when every he's like time. turning the pillar to dust. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. Because they like speed it up. Yeah. Uh, Robin ends up under a table with Maid Marion. That You know, the sparks are flying between them. They definitely have a, some chemistry. Mm-hmm. Right. Almost. Hold that thought. Was, that's what he says. Oh. Because the guy's uh, feet walk up. And he needs to go out me. and fight. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to tell me something. But <laughs> nope. you no, know, you're just recapping, man. I thought you said you didn't take good notes. I'm just remembering. You're just using remind notes. Yeah. I'm looking down at Amy Yazbek every now and then and then popping back up. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy it's for fact. you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy you're on my this. fault. I'm not going to exit out of this page. I mean, That'd be it's, ridiculous. It's IMDB's fault, if we're yeah. being honest. See, yeah. see what I'm looking at? Oh, no. I, it's up on my page, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're just being an adult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the armored guys arrive and they're like, hut, 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 hut. And uh, I think uh, John says, like, I hope it's worth the noise. Um, but eventually Robin just kicks one of them and they all fall over like uh, dominoes. And that was so weird to watch because it was like some of them looked like they had actors in them and some of them looked empty. Oh, some of them are definitely empty. For sure. But yeah. I was confused when they seemed to have somebody in them at the same time. Like why that? Why that? What was your guess on how that went down? Like think they had five guys that day to handle it or. Well, they probably start like there were five guys at the front. End. Apparently that took like a whole day of filming. I believe that it. scene. I imagine that would not work every time. You like to reset them up. Yeah. yeah. Like how actual dominoes frustrate you that way. Yeah. Move this one a little too. Yeah. They probably had to put like gaffer tape down to see where to set them. Mm-hmm. And every time they failed, you'd have to like clean up the area. Cause you know, that shit's like falling apart. Yeah. And making a mess. You have to try to make it all look clean and like you did it the first time. But it'd be easier if they all had actors who could like make it work. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's why it confused me. 
it's funny like uh, that happens all the time in movies where you should you hopefully you hope to get something done in one take because if you have to do it again you have to like clean it up or wait for things to dry or whatever if it's water like even in um the the latest knives out movie there's a shot where in the very beginning where dave batista's character pulls up in the motorcycle and there's a close-up where he like what's that little thing that you kick out to the kickstand kickstand yeah there's a close-up of him like doing the kickstand and it resting on the ground but you can still see the notch marks on the ground from when he already did that in previous takes oh, nice. and even um ryan johnson points out i was like yeah we should use a different shot than this one <laughs> you can see the kickstand notches but stuff like that happens in movies all the time um but well, i imagine the, they use there's a movie i forget which one uh where they blew up an entire bridge uh and they weren't filming yet so they had to oh, rebuild no. the, they had to rebuild the you never heard this i um, might have but it's not escaping me i forget which movie it was but it's hilarious was it the bridge to terabithia no <laughs> terabithia it's really funny because it was like a lot a really expensive i think it's good good in the bad and the ugly i think um oh my gosh with uh you know and it, it, the, sergio leone all that stuff right 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 Tell uh, me you were rolling on that. I can't. Let me find the details of it because it is worth it. It is worth it. Well, I think while you're looking that up to go back to the knights thing, I think that they probably had the first five set of armored uh, uh, knights and the last five with real actors or something like it was. You begin with real people end with real people because then those people can kind of act a little bit more like throw their hands up in the air because that's where the camera is going to start and rest. Whereas the the tracking of them falling, you don't necessarily need to see arms and legs being thrown up in the air and stuff like that. Well, maybe, but it's still, I think that they could have paid, they could have done it way faster using, they obviously had the suits of armor. So just put mm -hmm. people in them and they can act. Well, you have to pay those people. Yeah, but you had to pay to the whole crew to shoot that scene 30 times that day. Sure, but add like a hundred more people's salary on that. It gets more expensive. I know better than Mel Brooks. <laughs> famously it's on your Twitter, Twitter bio. So the movie's entire budget was 1.2 million. Good, the bad and the ugly. And, uh, Eastwood demanded a 250 K salary, right. And 10% of the U S profit. So costs were already like this. Maybe it's not worth it. Right. So the giant bridge explosion, which was hugely expensive amount of dynamite and stuff to even make it happen the first time. And the plan was for one of the Spanish army crew members manning the explosive device to detonate after hearing the word via a Spanish expression, meaning go or to go. But Leon, the director watched the clouds to make sure he had the, the lighting right for the shot before yelling the word. But another crew, crew member yelled at first accidentally yelled via and so it kind of got passed down the line like via uh, and conflicting reports of the account say it was either a crew member signaling actors to get in their proper places or a signaling a cameraman to be ready so he didn't mean like explode via he just meant like you go yeah he just said the word because he speaks spanish right um either way the person tasked with detonating the bomb interpreted the wrong signal and the bridge exploded before they'd even the cameras weren't even on oh, he just blew up the no. bridge luckily nobody was killed right yeah seriously that's um, scary so it nearly doubled the cost of production, but they had to not only explode again, but rebuild the bridge first. Um, wow. So that's what I just want to mention that because it's what you were talking about, but like an extreme version. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, fuck. And doesn't Nolan do that a lot where he like straight up blows shit up multiple times? Like didn't like the yeah. shot. Didn't like it. Rebuild it. Actually, I'm British. I forgot. I didn't like the shot. I often forget that I'm British. I like mind bending movies.
I'm like if Pippin took a Valium. <laughs> I, know, I keep sounding like Pippin. <laughs> I, I just want to drop it. Uh, raise it up here. Pippin the dog. I'm directing a movie. <laughs> oh, man. I would like Nolan from way more if I knew he sounded like that. Just is, imagine him behind the camera. Is Christian Bale available? I like his movies. Oh, Christian Bale, Pippin the dog here. Your motivation <laughs> is you're a magician. <laughs> Who also has a twin. <laughs> I like that if your dog, <laughs> I like the fact that if your dog is directing this movie in this thought experiment, <laughs> he's, he's talking to the actors like he's writing, like he's calling them, you know, <laughs> but he's in front of them. Pippin the dog here. <laughs> I have a note for this scene. Michael Caine, I'm such a big fan of yours. Pippin the dog here. We've met several times. <laughs> I want you to look at Christian Bale and nod at him as if you're happy he got out of the lifestyle of being Batman. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like this, you don't like streaming things. You don't. You don't. I hope Andy thinks my movie deserves to be in his top ten this year. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Only Enza will get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they escape after the whole night's falling down thing. He blows Maid Marian a kiss. Broomhilda catches it instead, though, because they can't fuck. Mm -mm. And unlike, so I live by the notion of let them fuck. You do. Broom, Broomhilda Opposite. has addendums to that. She's do like, not let them let fuck. Let them fuck if they are married. Well, she and didn't only want her. If they are married. She didn't want uh, back the you know in the that day and age. Oh yeah, Marian's value to be squandered mm -hmm. on uh, you know. Yeah, because back then... Letting it out too soon. Yeah. Letting the dogs it was, it was out a dangerous, it, it were. <laughs> who let those dogs out, all right? <laughs> we got to get down. Who, 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 who? Uh, so they I escape. I just want to know. Uh, <laughs> I just want to know. Carlson would like to get out. I'll have to go party. <laughs> Can you call them? What? <laughs> what was that one? <laughs> When you find out who did it, will you call them for me? Call them back. <laughs> uh, this is when uh, Robin meets the uh, all the men that they could get from the towns locally. These are the best men we have. And this is when Robin Picking does their nose his, and shit. Yeah. And this is when he does his um, his uh, Winston Churchill. Uh, we will fight them on the beaches. We will fight them on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets, and we shall fight in the hills, and we shall never surrender. And never before in history will so many men owe so much to so few. But everyone's falling asleep. Yeah, everyone's like, we've heard the Churchill speech a gazillion times. Even on this show, we've heard the Churchill speech a gazillion times. A choose like, hey, man, I got this. You're losing them. And uh, he puts on his glasses and does his best uh, Malcolm X, right? That's what he's that's what he's doing there, yes. right? Yes. He does a good job. He rouses him up. What's what was the phrase he's saying? He's You've been we've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Run amok. Run amok. Something like that. But he just warms them up briefly. They're all like, "Yeah." Yeah. Uh, then we get a training montage. Uh, you briefly talked about the Arrow one. The joke there is that Malcolm X is a better orator than Winston Churchill. I don't know if you got that, Steve. Oh, yeah. I've, I've also lived life and seen movies. <laughs> We've been hood, hoodwinked <laughs> on the beaches. We've been bamboozled in the streets. He had a voice for, for radio, for sure. And a face. Yeah. Although, uh, 
I loved uh, when John Lithgow played him in the The Crown. Mm. Wonderful performance. I don't watch that show. Well, John Lithgow as Churchill was wonderful. I've heard it's an incredible show. Um, so we get a montage of guys training. They're passing out all the, the, the titular tights so that they may become men of the tights. Titular tights. Men of tights. Uh, there's men, a, in- <laughs> men of tights. You were making fun of me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I almost got away with it. Um, the the egg containers thing uh, that they have the tights in when they're like passing out their uniforms. Yeah, that's that was the, a that's the the tights our moms and you know how our moms and teachers tights. Yeah, came. they used to sell those like that back in the day. Can you imagine getting those now? Like, I'll take the egg, please. I bought my son a pair of swimming trunks that came in an egg like that. Really, swimming trunks? But it was an Easter present. It was like Easter swimming trunks. Mm. So that's un- it was relevant, really. Was the tomb empty when you gave them to those? Yes. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Speaking of no tomb is empty. That tomb. Can we can we can say verifiably that the mummy has won? Yeah. The mummy won the, t- the poll. 1999. I thought we mummy. were going to announce this at the end of the episode. Yeah, I, it doesn't really fucking matter at this That's point. True, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we did this episode this, Mel Brooks style. This episode is so off the goddamn rails <laughs> at this point. It's like 11 o'clock at night. We've been podcasting all day. Oh my God. We've been Mel Brooksing all day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Boy, staring that. at Amy Yazbeck's. I don't even remember if that's her name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what year it is. You're right. It's Amy Yazbeck. Yeah. She had me bamboozled. <laughs> but the king's taking a bubble bath. There's some trumpeteers who are blowing the bubbles. That's Manually bubbling. Them. Yeah. Love that. How did you? I, I liked it, too. I thought that was a fun gag. Um, and so like the rotting like a hot tub. From the hot breath is like the the guard's hot breath. Well, the water's hot, but he's making it like the water active, you know. Oh, that! Oh, he likes an active water. Yeah, mm-hmm. who doesn't? That's true. I love a good bubble bath. But he also makes a fart joke. Those aren't my bubbles. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, they're always your bubbles. If someone ever says that, <laughs> yeah. it's their bubbles. He who smelted dealt it, Steve. Because if you're in a bubble bath, I'm not going to assume those are your bubbles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume you're enjoying a bubble bath. So why are you making it weird? Yep. Why are you looking guilty? Uh, so the sheriff takes him outside. He's like, we got a catapult. Um, he's like, oh, how does this catapult work? It's like, well, I'm conveniently sitting in it. <laughs> if you pull that lever, yeah, you'll not a good me. idea. Ah! And Straight into Latrine's room. Right into Latrine's room where she is just, oh, she is. So well, she was already praying to, to the Lord to deliver her love. Mm-hmm. And love, Thank you. he did come. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't come, but he came. Yeah, she back. tried. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you, what, you were saying something about the scene, how they, this was improv yeah, it was completely improvised, at least on Tracy Ullman's part. Uh, she just kind of went with it. Really funny scene. I like this scene. Yeah, and it, it makes sense that it was improv because, like, when he leaves, because he says something like, oh, "I've got a headache, not now. I've got a headache." That old chestnut. Yeah. And she looks dead into the camera. And she's like, "I touched it." Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is such an improv thing to say. I love it. That's something like if you and I made a joke movie right now. That's something one of us would improv. We would look at the camera. I touched it. Yeah. And leave that take in. That's why I respect Mel Brooks. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is when we meet the, the rabbi played by Mel Brooks himself. Mm-hmm. He always puts himself in there somewhere. Yeah. You got to love him. Um, he He's like, who are you? I'm Robin of Loxley. And he's like, oh, well, it's no wonder you like Meg Marion. She is a Bagel. And Loxley and Bagel, you can't miss. Get it? Lox and Bagel? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't until you said you that. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I could walk in there. Li- there. Not gonna lie. Um, this is when he says that word. Um, 
there's lots, but there is lots to bless here in these woods. We can bless the trees, the squirrels, the rocks. So they're going to get drunk. They're going to get filthy drunk. Mm-hmm. Filthy. Speaking of filthy, the next scene we see filthy Luca, dirty Ezio, and Don Giovanni, played by Dom DeLuise. And it's, we talked about this earlier, where they do the whole Marlon Brando bit, the Godfather mm-hmm. bit, and he basically hires them to kill Robin of Loxley. But this yeah. scene takes, I mean, this is a good almost act of the movie. It is, I was, I was like, this is wild. Yeah. But I, I, it's a bit that I loved, so I'm glad, but interesting yeah, there's choice. There's a weird, like, lizard prop. I didn't like the lizard joke. <laughs> Wipes the poop on filthy, uh, or dirty Ezio's tunic. There we go. There was a fun little bit of, because I was looking up the trivia for the movie on IMDb, and there was like, hey, fun fact, Dirty Ezio, the guy who looks like Clint Eastwood, was originally called Dirty Harry. <laughs> and I was no. Like, oh, you don't say. Apparently, they changed it to Ezio because one of uh, Mel Gibson's friends named Ezio was visiting set that day and decided to call an audible and just name Ezio to honor his colleague. You mean Mel Brooks? Who did I say? Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mel Gibson was not there. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. I watched Signs last week, so I got Mel Gibson on the mind. Um, but yeah, that was Mel, Mel Brooks for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a cotton ball in the mouth gag. Uh, but yeah, they're going to have an a archery competition to lure Robin in because, he, you know, he can't. You can't, you can't resist an archery competition. Never. He's Robin Hood. He's obsessed. Uh, Luca, filthy Luca, is a filthy good archer, so he can beat Robin, but the trick is Dirty Harry is going to be doing a uh, an assassin. Doing a murder. He's going to be. He's got like his little handgun crossbow thing. He's doing the opposite of doing a medicine. Yeah, he's yeah. Fun fact: the uh, English were famous for their longbows back then, which gave them superior distance in battle. Uh, and the French, their mortal enemy, used crossbows, which was uh, you know shot harder at shorter distances, punctured armor, stuff like that. So that was mm. the two. I don't know if there's like a French joke there or just that it looks like a pistol. I think it's just because it looks like just a, a fun fact. I read a lot of historical he's fiction. Dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But also the the damn French. <laughs> <laughs> the damn uh-huh. French. Uh, Marion overhears his plan. She's like, "We got to warm Robin Hood." Uh, she, ju- she I did like the idea that she has a clapper for her room, mm-hmm. like to turn the lights off. Uh, but she jumps on her horse gracefully. I might add. Broomhilda goes to follow, misses, and this is a scene that I'm. Mean, you could have cut that joke out. That's not really a funny joke of her like missing the horse and like, oh horse. It just goes on really long. It does. Yeah, it's, it's one of those jokes. You can take that out. You don't miss anything. Uh, Blinken is the lookout, which is funny in and of itself. Um, <laughs> I guess no one's coming. Dude, that scene. Again, all the blinking stuff. I'm not I'm proud of myself for how much it works. But yet, the, as <laughs> yeah. soon as they cut to him clearly being <laughs> the lookout, I started laughing. And then Robin's like, Blinken, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, uh, guessing. Guessing. Yeah. No one's coming, I guess. <laughs> I'm laughing yeah, just thinking about it. <laughs> Not proud of ourselves, but it fucking works for us. He's on the watchtower. Get it? <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> and Robin's like, what are you doing? What are you doing up there? <laughs> and then he like actually kicks over the ladder. Yeah, it's a whole. Again, Mel Brooks doesn't know when to quit. Like that shit. You could have cut from a hilarious bit, but then you got to watch him like Awkward. try to get down and fall. And stuff. Yeah. like, that's not necessary. Yeah, it was already hilarious. That. You already had a period on the joke. Yeah. 
Um, but then we get the, the awesome song and dance routine of the men in tights. Tight we, tights. We, we've talked about that uh, at length already. Marion and Broomhilda arrive. Um, Broomhilda really takes a little John who kind of, she, she like falls on him. Is like, is there anything else? She's like, is there anything else I can help you with? And he's like, you can get off me. And they're all start making fun of him. And he's like, I panicked. I, do you think that was because like he actually did? He actually was attracted to her and he like just panicked and was like, get off me. And I hope so. Him. He should have. He should have been. He should have been with her. He, he should have told her that his name is Little John, which is funny because in real life, I'm big. That, that would have impressed her. That's actually a really good opener. Like if he was trying to like pick up Broomhilda at a bar and he opened with that, that would get a chuckle. I don't know if he would mean it that way, but it would work. And he could have like implied it was his dick. Yeah. It would have worked on me. I'll just say that. I don't know about Broomhilda's <laughs> preferences, but if that dude came up to me in a bar and did that line, I'd be like, yeah, he would have been who are you going home with tonight. He would have been clapping Steve's <laughs> cheeks ASAP. He's not a little at all. It's a play on words. Uh, the night, then he sings, uh, the night is young and you're so beautiful. The guy, the merry men are watching like a, a silhouette of them, almost as if they're enjoying a theater. There's even guys popping popcorn on like a cob, which is kind of a funny little visual gag. Uh, it ends with a penis joke because his like sword scabber kind of raises yes. the shadow. Looks like Love he's it. an erect guy. And they're all like, yes. And then the, 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 the sheet comes down like, ah, oh, I thought he had a huge, rang. I thought he had a huge honker. Mm-hmm. Like just a, like a hella big penis. Dick. Yeah. Cock. Yeah. I thought Schlanger. he had a, oh man, I had thought he had a big old one. Mm-hmm. He does not. Uh, he says he's ready for that kiss now, but they can't go all the way unless they're married or in love or just like a guy generally. Yeah. <laughs> and that he's introduced to the chastity belt. Um, yeah. His boner hits it. <laughs> very succinctly said, Chris, thank mm-hmm. you. Ding, ding. <laughs> it's everlast. So now they're 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 going to the archery competition. The merry men are in their drag. Uh, uh, Blinken's tits are all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Yetzio is in the tower, getting ready for his assassination to do a to do a murder. Um, but Robin Hood is dressed as an old man. Yes, which uh, they don't really establish that. Uh, I feel like there was a scene cut out. Definitely was a scene cut out because they don't really establish it, and it's not until after their first, you know. You know, the first group of people volley the volley. Yeah. And it's just him and like everyone else sucks. Cause literally like they all shoot and it's just Robin and uh filthy Luca left. And then that's when they're like, the old man is Loxley. But then the Prince or King. Yeah. Prince John who's acting like a King mm-hmm. gets mad at Sheriff. Cause that made the people love him even more now that they know that he's the, the, the one winning. They start doing the woo, 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 woo yeah. thing. <laughs> a lot of, uh, 90s sports arena humor in yeah. this section. You used to, that people used to whoop a lot. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. You don't really see that much anymore. You don't see whooping now. No. I wonder why. When did whooping go away? Uh, we're just uh, clappers now. Cheeks. Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> you knew cheeks were coming. Uh, but Robin fires a bullseye. Luca follows up behind him and splits the arrow. Classic move. Mm. Uh, it's like, oh no, I, there's a moment where Robin thinks he's lost. He's like, wait a minute, I don't lose. Let me look at the script. I get another shot. And everyone else has to consult their script yep. to confirm. Um, at one point I do like where everyone's like throwing cabbage at them. And Dave Chappelle's like, Oh great. They've opened the salad bar. It's, I, don't know. I thought it was blinking cause he can't see. So he just smells the salad. Oh, maybe it was. I thought it was Dave Chappelle. It might've been. Blinken. I think that he was like legitimately like, Oh yeah. Oh, salad bar. I like, that. <laughs> I like getting my dress. And then he uses a Patriot arrow. That's a joke. I didn't get. Is that like a Patriot missile or something? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah so. That's what they're doing. Um, 
but, but Ezio goes to, to shoot Robin too. And Blinken catches the arrow, just snatches it. I'm like, Oh my God, Blinken, how did you do that? I heard that a mile away. <laughs> and then someone says something to me. He's like, what? Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are, what are Blinken's powers? What are Blinken's powers? We he's like know. a temporary daredevil. But Robin wins thanks to the Patriot arrow. Uh, uh, but they're going to like arrest Robin anyway. Um, but Marion says like, hey, if you don't kill Robin, I will marry you, Sheriff of Rottingham. Um, and I, this joke made me laugh too. Was it the 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 walk? No. Well, that, yes. When he does <laughs> walk this way. Walk this way. And all of them do that yeah, same little, even Robin does the goofy little wrong walk. Well, right before that, when <laughs> she goes, you can, yes, but only my body. You won't have my heart or my mind or my soul. And he's like. I respect that because he doesn't, he doesn't care. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he, he doesn't want that. That was funny. I respect it. Um, so they need to let the people know that Robin's been captured. Why don't we fox them? So they get a 13th century fox. Mm, 12th is, century. Oh, was it 12th century? Sorry. That was um, petty. I, I appreciate how petty you can be. <laughs> and I just, this I'm is, here for it. <laughs> this is from memory. <laughs> I, I, I wrote down 13th and you're popping off with a 12th. I love how pe- uh, this I'm here for it. I need you to keep me honest, man. I don't, I don't do the breakdowns that often. I'm not as good as it is. You are. No, you I are. Appreciate it. You're wonderful. Now you're the best. Um, yeah, we, so there, so the Fox is going to tell everybody it's like a carrier pigeon type thing. Um, then we get the super, what, what, we can't skip over how it jolts out making the noises of a dolphin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was I don't know what foxes sound like, but it's not that. No. Foxes are loud as shit, though. What does the fox say? Ring, ding, 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 ding. Ring, ding, 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 ding. Oh, that's right. But have you actually heard a fox? Uh, you're talking about the ones in heat that are like, ah! Yeah, they're loud as hell. It's terrifying. Yeah, they, they are loud motherfuckers. That's what I sound like in heat. It's weird. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, I don't man. pull a lot of women. No wonder you had a little girl last year. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Guess it's time. <laughs> that is what a noise my daughter does make just when she's having fun. Ah! She's like figuring things out with how noises work and she just makes the craziest. Ah! She thinks choking is funny, which oh, is not weird. a cool prank for a baby to pull. No. Yeah, she goes <laughs> and then laughs maniacally. Because you all freak out and yeah. like are scared. It's like, super, <laughs> losers. It's super gotcha. Funny. <laughs> Dorks. So. Anyway, uh, but Abbott, the Abbott uh, comes in, uh, played by Dick Van Patten. There's a funny joke where he's got like the big staff and <laughs> just, that guy. the camera just like it hits oh. the camera. And then everyone's like, you know, father. Good morrow. Good morrow. Good morrow. And he's like, oh, I hate that guy. Hey, Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> he's like got that goofy grin on. Yeah. He's like, hey, Abbott. And then the shot lingers on him for a long time. <laughs> and, you know, Mel, I love like I, I don't that didn't work for me, but I respect how Mel Brooks is just like. That's Chuck. I've known him since grade school. He's fucking hilarious. So he just leaves the camera on, you know? Yeah. He's like the, the earlier version of Kevin Smith, just making movies with his friends, doing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> parallel. Um, so we got ourselves a wedding. Uh, and he's like, do you, Maid Marion, take this man? He's like, uh, sure. Do you, Mervin Rottingham? And then <laughs> there's this... <laughs> I did laugh because I'm like too. Mervin. Because <laughs> even the preacher doing it made me laugh. <laughs> and at one point he's like, let's get on with it. Like, okay, Mervin. <laughs> <laughs> do you sheriff of Rottingham? Uh, do you, do you think Mervin is a, is a lame name worthy of laughing at? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's funny. I mean, I don't laugh at anyone's name. Mervin. <laughs> See, I've proved you but, wrong. But if they're, an wrong. A, if they're an asshole, you know, like Sheriff Rottingham is. It makes That's it, true. It's easier to do. If there is a guy or, or a gal, if there is a person who is just a dick and everyone hates them, but they have a somewhat geeky name, you better be sure that that person, most people say their name with some stank on it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, Leonard. Oh, hi, Kevin. Chad. Chad. Zebulon. Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve is a good one. Steve. Uh, but the Merry Men arrived just in time uh, to rescue him. Uh, uh, but Rottingham, like, kidnaps Maid Marion, and he, like, throws her over his shoulder, and he runs up the tower, because even though this big battle's happening, he's like, I gotta get my fuck on. Yeah, I'm gonna sexually assault her in the tower. Guards, good luck with this. I'm kidnapping and doing a, a sexual crime. I hope she's wearing that chastity belt. Mm, yeah. And she is. She is. He even gets a jackhammer to try to break it. It's an awkward scene. It is very ah. awkward. <laughs> uh, but Robin breaks in to stop the jackhammering and he says, prepare for the fight scene. Well, he even says that like, oh no, a chastity belt. That'll chafe my willy or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, he does I break mean, in. It, I mean, it would. It would. It would. Uh, I there is. I don't know why I laughed at this joke, but like, they're about to, they draw their swords and the sheriff like, ah, takes one big lunge at him and Robin blocks him. And then he goes, on guard. Like after yeah. <laughs> he's like, thanks for the warning. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. I did like that. Uh, there's even a shadow puppet fight. Uh, they almost, they almost kill a staffer at one point or like a PA or something. Oh, he stabs a donut. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it turns out, Chris, that the most Robin's necklace that has the key to the most beautiful treasure in the land Most, yeah. is the key to her chastity belt. To the vagine. It's a perfect fit. The greatest treasure in all the land is vagine. Uh, we all know this. It is known. <laughs> yeah, and everybody knows. It is known. Um, uh, Roddy accidentally gets stabbed because he tries to sneak up on Robin and just ends up getting stabbed. And he's like, oh, no. But Latrina arrives. Oh, thank God. She's like, oh, how are you feeling, my love? I'm dying, you fool. <laughs> But she has a magic pill. Yeah, she's like, I will give you this pill uh, if you'll be mine forever. And he agrees to it and, and regrets it immediately. I've changed my mind as she's, she's dragging him away. <laughs> that's his end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like, you know, he's got the key to the chassis belt. They can finally be intimate. But no, right at the last second, Broomhilda erupts and says, hey, before you do it, you must go through it. With the wedding. Oh, it was the wedding. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, what is it? What she well, mean? Duh, obviously. Uh, the, they get the rabbi to come up, come up and do it. Thankfully, his, he was doing a circumcision's half off sale just off screen. <laughs> it was very convenient that he was right there. Uh, so they're going to do the, the married in a hurry version. Do you, do you kiss? But King Richard's is back before he can like marry them. He asks, does anyone have any um, objections? And King Richard's does. He comes up and he talks to his brother, Prince John, and says, you know, your your uh, uh, treachery is terrible. And from henceforth, all toilets in the kingdoms shall be known as John's. <laughs> <laughs> and he screams. But little John's pretty OK with it. Yeah. He's, little, he's like, I'm, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and he knights. Robin yeah, we, we got to see the Porta privies earlier. The Porta privies Yeah, that's good. Uh, he knights Robin. Uh, he says, you know, you know, I objected because uh, it is the king's right 
to kiss the bride before, and boy, does he. He does. He, it's good to be a king. It's good to be the king. That was a real thing. It was called prima nocta, and they would actually get to have sex with the woman on the night of their wedding. And that's why a lot of rebellions happen. It is. <laughs> people it's, don't like that. No, that's not something people like. <laughs> um, uh, he makes a chew, the, the new sheriff, and everyone's like, a black sheriff, and he's mm. like, it worked for Blazing Saddles. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, and then we hit the credits, but then there is like a kind of an extended scene as well where they they go in and he's like, welcome home, Mrs. of Loxley, <laughs> implying that his last name is of Loxley, which I loved. Um, and the, but the but the chassis belt the confounded still doesn't work. It just won't open. Call a locksmith. Call the locksmith. Call, Call the, the locksmith. locksmith. Call the locksmith. Should have sent a fox. I should have sent a, a 12th century fox. <laughs> I don't want you to come at me again. I'm just saying what I saw. <laughs> I synced it. I synced it. It'd be funnier if I was wrong. Uh, and that concludes Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Tight, tights. Tight, tights. Ultimately, Crystal, thank you so much for asking us to watch that again. I hadn't seen it in decades, and I had a good time. Uh, big fan. And, well, maybe someday soon I will watch Young Frankenstein. I hope. You should. I want to. Mm-hmm. My last major Mel Brooks thing a tang next week we're going to be watching not yellow jackets because again as we told you on monday if you're a yellow jackets fan there, there's a bye week mm-hmm. so we're going to do a crossing streams episode talk about a lot of the shows that we've been watching hopefully madison yeah. will join us for that that'd be great and we'll also be breaking down uh uh what's the word silence, silence of, the lambs of the lambs will be will be next. So the Jonathan Demi classic, a movie that I love. Mm-hmm. I know I say that every time, but it's true. And like we kind of mentioned earlier, The Mummy starring Brendan Fraser did win our Patreon poll. Uh, that will be coming out next week as well, probably later in the week. So if you are a patron subscriber at the $5 mm. tier above, so go on to patreon.com slash streaming things, sign up for that tier to get access to The Mummy episode, which is coming out next week, which is Looking part of our The Tomb is Empty April poll. It's empty. I mean, I sorry, I went I went really big. With I like it. You like it? I, li- I like it. I like it a lot. Tight tights. Tight tights. We're butch. But in the meantime, thank you all for listening. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming. We're butch. It's April Fools, everybody. Just kidding. That was a couple days ago. But in the month of April, we've got some new patrons we want to give a shout out to because they are keeping the lights on for us over here at Streaming Things, as well as many of you who have been patrons for a very long time. So let's welcome these newcomers into our family. Our first one isn't technically new, but he did upgrade his tier to the highest tier possible of the K Stu patron saint of streaming things, and that is Stanton Valentino. So thank you so much, Stanton. Uh, we also want to welcome our brand new Try Before You Deny producers, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, and Matthew Emerson. Thank you guys. Uh, brand new to the Marty B VIP section, we have Aubrey Carell, Tyler Ashby, Alan Tomlinson, Kate Lampy, Joey Stewart, Taryn Sayre, Jesse Lay. Kashunya, Luke Dixon, Lena Anderson, and Huang Lei. Thank you guys so much. And our chocolate pudding producer sections, we got some brand newcomers. We got Crystal Wheatley, Katie, Anna Javinjo. I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. Uh, thank you to Bailey Patterson, Abby Christine Creations, Aaron Bradley, California, Alex The Average. 
I think you can be pretty great, Alex. Not going to lie. Lauren Daly, Sarah Podber, Richard Humphrey, Sarah Rowe, Chris Williams, Stephanie, Jose Presidio, 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 Presidio. I'm pronouncing that way wrong. I'm so sorry, Jose. Uh, Melanie Dame, Katie G, Wade, Huggy Huggy Loaf. I love that name, Huggy Loaf. And of course, the upside down Canuck. Um, What is an upside down Canuck? Is that like a a mean Canadian? I don't know. Uh, And finally, our friends don't lie producers. We can't leave them hanging. We got to thank them as well. So thank you so much to Austin, Sylvie, Sahiba, and Zaray. Penna. Thank you guys so much for continuing to support the show. We can't do it without you, and I hope you keep enjoying these episodes.